Welcome to Visions Hip Hop QC, the podcast. This four-part series of conversations is presented as part of an exhibition by Maureen Clairvaux, curated by music historian and author Vladimir Delva at the Fai Center in Montreal, Canada. In this multidisciplinary exhibition, Clairvaux takes us through a visual and audio story discovering the artists and figures that have marked Quebec's unique hip-hop scene and culture. Alongside the exhibition, this four-part discussion series will take you through its main curatorial themes. Women in hip-hop, entrepreneurial development, longevity in the genre, and the new generation. Featuring some of the most prolific rappers, producers, artists, and managers from Quebec's hip-hop scene, discover the engaging conversations about this unique culture and musical movement. To respect the franglais language of Quebec hip-hop, the following conversation is in both French and English. Let's dive in. Donc, euh, on va commencer la discussion. Euh, merci à tout le monde d'être présent ce soir. Ça fait vraiment du bien de enfin être dans des événements avec des gens. So, thanks for being here tonight. Euh, on va faire une quick... Oh, merci d'avoir augmenté la voix. <rire> on va faire une mini-introduction euh, de de quoi on va parler ce soir, je vais me présenter, ainsi que Yuri et vice-versa. Euh, Aujourd'hui, on parle de hip-hop, on parle précisément de euh, la nouvelle génération, donc euh, les points, euh, que ce soit des points positifs, négatifs, euh, comment les médias poussent ça, comment ils commencent leur carrière, euh, on, va on va faire le tour de tout ça ce soir. Donc, euh, je vais même commencer à me présenter, je ne sais pas pourquoi je suis, je suis debout, mais c'est correct. Euh, donc, alors, aujourd'hui, ce soir, on a Lakisha et... Yuri, a.k.a. Naufrage du groupe Rainman, mais aussi fondateur de la plateforme It Story. Yes. Donc, pour ce faire, euh, moi, je m'appelle Lakisha Kiki, c'est mon nom d'artiste. Je suis une artiste multidisciplinaire, euh, précisément dans le contexte de la danse urbaine. Ça fait environ 13 ans que je fais ça à Montréal. Euh, entre autres, j'ai chorégraphié pour plusieurs artistes, euh, dont Izuku, ici présent. On a eu euh, Ken Lo, on a Dramatique, on a euh, Benny Adam, on a Zach Zoya, on a Dead Obies, on a Sarah May, on a Laurence Nerbonne. Donc, j'ai vraiment fait le tour euh, en tant que chorégraphe. Et je suis aussi chanteuse R&B et euh, Afrobeat. Euh, cette carrière-là a commencé il y a environ deux ans, donc c'est plus récent. Euh, petite promo, j'ai un single qui sort demain. Ça s'appelle Get It Done. Il fallait que je le rentre, ma bad. Euh, mais sinon, euh, je vais laisser Yuri se présenter. Oui, donc euh, juste quelques mots euh, rapides. Donc, euh, Rainman, d'une part, c'est un groupe qui existe euh, depuis environ une 25 années, un peu moins actif euh, aujourd'hui, mais quand même, euh, on continue de faire de la musique pour rester quand même dans le milieu. Et euh, tout récemment, en fait, en début de COVID, j'ai lancé euh, ma plateforme qui s'appelle Hit Story, qui est une application qui est disponible sur le App Store puis aussi sur le Play Store. Je vous encourage à télécharger ça. Puis si vous voulez en savoir plus sur mon groupe, bien, il y a l'exposition euh, qui est juste là, qui a quelques produits. Super. Donc, on va commencer euh, avec notre premier artiste qui s'appelle Johnny Tai et on va y aller avec Izuku et Slim. What's up, y'all? You okay? All right. Um, I go by the name Johnny Tai Lotus. Uh, I'm an MC, producer, father, uh, community mentor, many things, um, and related to arts and community. Um, I'm currently the director at a nonprofit music studio in Cotonej, uptown, um, that offers a free service for youth from the age 11 to 19 to come and learn about music production, engineering, rapping, performing, cutting videos, how to be an independent artist, um, all these things that I lived and, and experienced myself, and to this day I'm active. Uh, in my, my art and trying to like expand realms of possibility for young people, um, I, you know, from, uh, from different neighborhoods in, in the city, but primarily in Cotonez and NDG. Um, yeah. Bless up. On peut applaudir. <laughs> yes. Merci. On va passer à Izuku. Salut, salut. J'espère que tout le monde va bien. Donc, euh, moi, j'ai 21 ans. Je m'appelle Izuku. Ça fait un an et demi que je fais de la musique. Moi, je fais beaucoup de styles de musique, que ce soit R&B, rap. Puis, je suis vraiment passionné de musique, donc je suis content de pouvoir être là et de répondre aux questions. 
Nice, merci Izuku. That was real to the point. Est-ce rajouter quelque chose? Non, rien, je préfère parler dans la discussion. Uh, so, autour de Slim maintenant. Felt that. Hi y'all, how y'all doing? Oh shit, my video is slam. Ah, that's really cute. I'm Slim, I'm an artist. I have uh, been doing music for about three years now, professionally. Um, I've been writing since I was like 15. I've always really loved the art of poetry and just words. English was always my favorite subject. I was a little teacher's pet nerd from elementary school to high school. And so you have who you have in front of you today. Um, I'm really looking forward to talk about this. I do music from every genre, from rap, R&B, trap, pop, whatever I'm feeling like in the moment, that's what I'm gonna do, so yeah. That's it, <laughs> give it up for the ladies. <laughs> Euh, ben dans le fond, on va déjà entamer la discussion. Euh, juste pour que vous sachiez, ça va être franglais ce soir. Donc, anglais, euh, français, Montreal, slang, you already know. Oui, puis euh, juste quelques mots. Merci au Centre Phi de nous accueillir. Marvin Clairvaux pour l'exposition Capo à la mort. Et aussi, euh, c'est grâce à Patrimoine canadien aussi qu'on est capable de faire cet événement. Merci. Donc, euh, j'entame la première question. Je ne sais pas, il faut que je me lève ma bad. Euh, so, première question, comment les artistes contemporains perçoivent-ils l'industrie hip-hop actuelle? So, we're going to start with whoever feel like doing it. Let's start with Janita. Hey. <laughs> so, you want, you want to make sure I didn't miss anything? Yeah, 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 just go ahead. But you want to say it? Oh. Um, yeah. So, how are the contemporary artists see the um, hip-hop industry from right now? I mean, I guess it depends on who you ask and how far along. Uh, if I speak for myself as an artist, um, I think there's, there's always a positive and a negative simultaneously. I, th I think um, the access to be able to be an independent artist is way easier than it's ever been before. You don't need as much money to make music, to shoot music videos to, as you needed in the past because technology has leveled up so much over the last 15 years. So in this context of like being an artist, it's, it's, it's easier to access these things and create, but it's also super saturated. So you got way, way more people doing it, way more people that are really good and way more people that are really shit, right? That's At the right. same time. And then to find your lane in that context, it's a way more independent world than it was too. So before you had like people scouting for lab from labels and they would build you from the ground up, you're not seeing that this right now. Like you gotta have at least a good five, 10,000 followers and some activity going before, you know, management comes along, other people start paying attention. Like I was in the, uh, I was in the studio yesterday and a young brother came up to me and he was like, he came, he recorded one song, right? One song. And it was, it was cool. It wasn't like the craziest thing ever, but whose first song is like the shit, right? So he came. He told me, yo, can I talk to you for a second on the side sessions going on? And he's like, yo, I think I'm gonna be famous. Uh, you know, and he starts saying all these things. And even this young brother, like who's who's probably 16 years old, is like believing the industry is the way that it was before. Like someone's just gonna come in and scoop him up. And I said to him, bro, yo, I ain't should shoot down nobody's like vision. But I was like, bro, you got one song done. I said, you have no track record. You have no nothing. You haven't put out any music. There's no activity going on. It doesn't work that way. I'm not just going to walk up to people I know in the industry and be like, check this dude out. It doesn't work that way. But there's still this mentality that people believe that this is the way it happens. So you can, you can make it as an independent artist in a different way, but because so many people are doing it, you still gotta be that good. So even if you come in, you come in at like a three, and used to come in at zero, to be a 10, you need to be a 10. Like you gotta put in that work, you need to you need really work all your angles in this way. So you may have a lot more things to access than before, a lot quicker, a lot easier, but so does everybody else. 
And, it, and that affects the way the industry is, affects the way that the people are in it and look at the artists. They're like, yo, you ain't got no buzz on your own? Man, I don't, I don't have that type of money to put into you to grow you to that level because we don't make the same type of money, you know? So, yeah, I don't know if that was the question, but we go. Definitely. Oh. Thanks for sharing. We're going to go with Izuku. Parfait, tu peux répéter la question en français? I got you, mon frère. Um, so basically, comment les artistes contemporains perçoivent-ils l'industrie hip-hop actuelle? Moi, que, comment je le vois, c'est que c'est une industrie qui est en plein essor. Donc genre, tout le monde est en train d'essayer de faire sa place. Puis comme maintenant, c'est beaucoup plus accessible de faire de la musique, il y a beaucoup plus de compétition. Ça veut dire qu'il y a beaucoup de gens qui se disent juste, OK, je veux faire un beat, je le sors. So, c'est saturé, comme tu as dit. Puis il y a beaucoup plus de trucs qui sortent. Donc même si c'est plus facile de faire de la musique, si tu en fais vraiment de cette musique-là un business, tu devras délever beaucoup plus parce que tous les jours, il y a des trucs qui arrivent. Puis qu'est-ce que je dirais, c'est que comme c'est une nouvelle industrie, il n'y a pas beaucoup de, de love qui est donné aux nouveaux artistes. Moi, ça fait juste un an et demi que je fais ça. J'ai eu la chance de travailler avec quelqu'un que lui, je travaille avec lui, ça facilite que j'ai une équipe, tu vois ce que je veux dire Mais pour les artistes qui sont nouveaux puis qui n'ont pas ce soutien-là, j'imagine que ça ne doit être pas trop évident. Parce que ça prend de l'argent, faire des vidéoclips, ça prend du temps, s'investir dans faire une mixtape. Puis quand ils n'ont pas l'encadrement, des fois les gens, ils lâchent. Donc c'est important de bien s'entourer, je dirais. Donc quelque chose qu'on entend, c'est qu'avec cette saturation-là, il faut vraiment se faire remarquer pour avoir une certaine longévité. Exactement, Donc, puis je dirais qu'il faut se faire remarquer différemment. Comme tu disais, c'est très important les réseaux, c'est très important aussi d'être actif avec les gens. Des fois, ce n'est pas juste la musique. Comme il y a des artistes, on voit, ils ont fait quoi Une chanson, puis juste parce qu'ils sont actifs puis qu'ils la poussent souvent, ça les fait plus bombe. Donc c'est vraiment plus le, le entertaining part qui, qui est plus important de nos jours. Parce qu'il y a TikTok, il y a Snapchat, toute l'information passe vite. Tu vois ce que je veux dire euh, je voulais juste rajouter vite fait, tu as dit des fois il y a des gens qui sortent une chanson, puis ils la poussent, ils la poussent et ça, ça blow. Euh, mais aussi j'ai réalisé qu'il y a beaucoup de gens, c'est aussi leur personnalité, comme que tu as mentionné Snapchat, euh, Twitter, t'sais, ils écrivent des trucs, des, des petits, ils font les clowns des fois. Oui, mais ben la story aussi est importante. Il faut qu'il y ait une histoire derrière toi, il faut que tu te fasses tirer dix fois aussi. Puis tout ça, c'est toutes des, des choses. Des fois, c'est vraiment ce qui entoure l'univers de l'artiste plutôt que son travail. Puis c'est pas mauvais, mais les gens, ils veulent que tu piques leur curiosité pour que tu puisses rentrer dans ta musique. Tout à fait. C'est comme ça que je le vois. On va passer avec Slim. I think that the current state of hip-hop globally hasn't really um, changed in, in its essence. Like, I feel like hip-hop is like a universal language that most people understand. You know what I mean? I think there's only a couple universal languages that most people understand. Like, poetry is a universal language that, like, I feel like can transcend language, culture, time, and all of that. But that's also a derivative of hip-hop. I feel like body language is something that is a universal language and that also is a derivative of hip-hop because a lot of people dance to hip-hop music, move to hip-hop music. When you hear a beat, you're moving, da-da-da-da, you know what I mean? So in that essence, I don't feel like there's been a much of a shift, but like you guys kind of already said, the major change has been, the major player has been social media and just accessibility. It's really a lot easier for you to reach people halfway across the world than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. 10, 15, 20 years ago, motherfuckers were ch like having cassettes out of their car. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, if you watch documentaries and shit, like as an artist, or not even as an artist, as a hip hop lover, as somebody who enjoys the culture, like, you see that and you're like, if that was happening today, how many people would actually be down to put in that work? Not very many, I don't think, to be honest, because you ha why do that when I could just hop on TikTok, do a little dance and go viral? Une chose aussi qu'on constate, c'est un peu le, le rise du artiste entrepreneur. Est-ce que vous pensez que tu peux être un artiste aujourd'hui dans la nouvelle génération sans être un entrepreneur aussi en même temps? I think you could be an artist and be broke. So, yeah, in that context, I mean, being an artist and being an artist, being successful is one thing. I think a lot of people merge everything. I think it's smart because you need different avenues sometimes, you know, especially if you want to pay the bills with it and sustain different, sustain different things. But, you know, uh, I don't think you need it in order to be an artist necessarily. Like the artist part, you know what I'm saying? Like I'll be an old man and broke still making music. You get what I'm saying? Because art is in me and it's in everybody, really. 
I think that that's more a question of like longevity also. Like you said, like how do you want yourself as a person, but not only as a person, as a brand to be represented? Because that's another thing that I feel like artists don't recognize. Like as an artist, your name is a brand as well. Your person is a brand. That's a driver for a lot of partnerships, other other like collaborations, you know what I mean? That also generate income. So you can be an entrepreneur. I, I feel like... Artists as a whole have some sort of entrepreneurial tact, but it really depends on like how you see your career going and how you're gonna utilize that tool. Sorry, I just wanna add uh, to that. I feel like with media, um, like you said, some rappers are like okay, and some really good rappers are very, very talented. And like some people, they use social media to show their personality and to like be all acting all this, all that on social media. But like when you listen to the, their music, it's not that good. And like, and on the other side, when you see like people that are very passionate and like you know they're putting the work, they're more low key. You won't necessarily see them on social media and stuff like that. So sometimes it kind of hurts because there's like a gap with like the new generation who are really about their phones and like showing everything that they're doing and you have like maybe not the older people but like the OGs who have maybe more experience because they were watching cassettes they were watching like you know they didn't have YouTube at that time so for them it, it's kind of hard to just be like okay now social media filming everything showing what I'm doing when I'm going to the toilet whatsoever so I just feel like sometimes it's like it's it's hard, you know, because you're just asking yourself, should I actually be on that type of vibe, showing everything, or should I still be on my lab and actually work for real, you know? Yeah. Puis euh, en parlant aussi d'artistes entrepreneurs, des fois, tu n'es pas obligé nécessairement toi de tout faire, mais l'important, c'est d'avoir une équipe aussi qui te permet de faire ça. Comment que ça va justement quand euh, tu travailles avec euh, une équipe qui, qui, a, qui a différents âges, justement, qui a des gens plus âgés? Euh, Est-ce qu'il y a des, des clashs générationnels? Uh, do I need to repeat the question in English? Or was it... That's fine. Moi, comment je le vois, c'est que ça fait du bien d'avoir des gens qui t'entourent quand tu es dans ça. Parce que genre il y a des décisions que tu peux pas prendre. Genre l'artiste il doit faire sa musique, tu comprends C'est comme ça que je le vois. Si tu te dis tu veux faire ton clip, tu veux faire le scénario du clip, faire comment tu vas sortir ta mixtape, le lancement, comment tu vas faire le marketing, c'est beaucoup. Donc ça fait vraiment du bien d'avoir une équipe. Moi je travaille avec le Barbu Production, puis ça m'a vraiment beaucoup aidé. Ça fait un an et demi que je fais ça avec eux. Puis je pense que si je travaillerais seul, ce serait un poids de beaucoup plus sur mes épaules. Puis je pense que chaque artiste devrait vraiment s'entourer de la bonne manière. I definitely think most artists should have a team of people from varying ages because I feel like it offers different perspectives from different generations also. You get to like understand things from someone who's been on the earth like 10 years old more than you, you know what I mean? And then you, you also can have people who are younger than you who are seeing it from that perspective. Like when I do stuff, honestly, I like ask my little sisters what are pop what's popping on the internet because they know. Like yeah. and they be like and they be telling me what the trends are because I be on TikTok but like my niche is like my age group. Their niche is very different. And I'm like Okay, so what are they listening to? They're listening to the Doja Cat songs and like all this other shit and like they're doing the little dance moves and I use that like to my advantage. I'm like, okay, how can I utilize that to make my shit take it to another level? People on my team vary in age like from 22 to like 30. So I love having that different like difference of opinion, difference of perspective, difference of experience, it just it just makes it that much more vast, that much bigger to choose from to be able to come up with something that's gonna last. Uh, Definitely. I agree. Um, I think like, if you're talking intergenerational like collaboration, is that is that, is that kind of the question or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? yeah. I think if you come with an open mind, like if you were older head, Don't come on, I know everything, no more, you can't, you, I can't learn nothing from you, blah, 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 I've been here for so long. And if, if you, if you a young brother, have have respect for the dude who, who been through a lot and could, could, could peep some game, but you have to come on like mutual ground of, and respect of like, y'all both coming with something unique to that scenario. Like, I like we've been doing with the Skyfall project and stuff where there's like really different levels of generational, activity going on in these sessions 
and during the and and even uh, in the amongst amongst the team that's promoting it and managing it, and everybody comes open to be like, yo, we open, we we have one common goal. It's like you know to make this work, and we pull in on on timeless things and we putting on new things and then things that haven't happened already and kind of be open in that process. Because a lot of times, if you come thinking you know everything, you ain't gonna really move. You might not connect in the same way. So. Even me with you working with young young artists all the time, I'm never in there trying to be like, yo, why don't you go and listen to this record before? Nah, nah. I'm like, you, who you like? You like this person? As a starting ground, you know, until they find themselves. Be like, who you like this? You like this artist right here? Cool. But you're not there yet. Like, you got to continue to work and you push them into places that they're trying to achieve, but just make sure, yo, y'all doing it really well, and if you have guidance in that way, but be open, because you get schooled all the time, too. They'll be like, nah, 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 we ain't doing it like that no more. Like, we doing it like this. And then you're like, oh. And sometimes with the older generation, and I come from that generation, they just shut, they would shut things down. I had brothers do that to me when I was starting, too. They would, they'd be like, oh, yeah, but it's so much easier. Bro, it's easier for you, too. So you're going to sit, you're going to complain because you don't want to have to learn new shit. Like you don't want to, you don't want to have to learn how things are changing. And that's your objective. Like it's fine. You can, you can be that way. But the reality for them is this. And it's also your reality too. And so for me, it was always like, well, let me learn it. Like, bro, why, why wouldn't I learn it? If I want to continue to grow and express as an artist, like I want all the tools. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm only going to use this drum machine because it's this big, right? Even though I love that drum machine. You get what I mean? So just to really be open, if you're going to, if you're going to, that collaboration can be so beautiful and powerful if people are open and really about it rather than level each other up all the time or like, whoa, it was like this before. And then people are like, oh, you don't know shit. You out of touch. You know, it's just about really being honest and like working on a common goal. So I, I actually think if you come with that, then it's beautiful because it's like a, yo, you at a table, you at a dining room table, you want everybody there. The old dude, these are young dude to keep them, keep them flexed. The old dude needs to share this and all the generations in between. So you build a community that revolves around music and our artistic endeavors and whatever the else. Like to me, music is life, art is that. I know it sounds cliche, but it's just the truth. It's all connected. So it's all a reflection. So I think that is a very important discussion as long as the people are open. Yeah, that, that openness, that consideration of each other, uh, I think it's very important. And we're going to come back to, to that exchange also. Uh, I think there's a lot more to say, but that's a very uh, interesting point that you brought. Euh, là maintenant, euh, j'aimerais ça peut-être euh, qu'on amène quelque chose d'un peu piquant euh, là-dedans, qu'on dise les, les vraies choses aussi par rapport à... Peut-être les, les choses qui auraient pu être mieux faites dans le passé. T'sais, parce que moi, j'ai déjà entendu dire par des gens de la nouvelle génération que les OGs n'avaient pas fait assez. C'est ça. J'aimerais ça entendre un peu la, la, la perspective que vous avez là-dedans par rapport à ça. Les, les choses qui auraient pu être mieux faites dans le passé, qui auraient fait qu'aujourd'hui, ça aurait été encore plus loin. Personnellement, je pense pas que les OG ont pas fait assez. C'est juste que si on remonte 20 ans, 25 ans en arrière, toi tu es, es de là, là. c'est de là que tu rappelles, que tu as commencé tout ça. Vous avez pas autant de chance que nous. C'est comme c'était plus genre tu te fais prendre par le label, tu travailles avec eux, tu es dans ceux qui travaillent avec eux, mais si tu te fais pas prendre, tu te fais pas prendre. On va t'écouter dans la rue, mais tu pourras pas générer et vivre de ta musique. Donc je dirais que nous il y a plus d'options de pouvoir se faire payer, mais que les OG ils pouvaient pas forcément avoir accès à ça. Donc, genre, je peux, on ne peut pas les blâmer que oh, maintenant, il n'y a pas une face du Québec comme, euh, par exemple, en France. En France, il y a eu beaucoup plus de choses qui ont été faites. So, genre, je ne pourrais pas faire la comparaison, mais c'est ça, vous n'avez pas eu la même chose que nous. C'est ça, le truc. Mais euh, juste pour continuer ton point, euh, dans qu'est-ce qu'on a entendu par rapport au OG, il y a des gens qui disent « Ah, oh, mais tu sais, moi, j'ai voulu faire de la musique puis j'ai apprécié. » J'ai approché cette personne, il n'a pas pu m'aider comme que je voulais, ou sinon, euh, il n'était pas accessible parce qu'il était trop gangster, whatever. Est-ce que vous sentez que cette pression-là a pas nécessairement nuit à votre carrière, mais est-ce que. Did you, did you feel that 
like you wanted to reach one of like the biggest rapper in Montreal and like it couldn't happen because he was maybe too close. Moi, comment je le vois, c'est pas que genre les artistes euh, ils sont trop gangsters ou ils veulent faire les stars ou quoi que ce soit. C'est juste ils sont à un certain level puis ils ont travaillé sur quelque chose pendant beaucoup d'années de leur vie. C'est-à-dire là ça fait 7 ans, 10 ans, même 15 ans qu'ils travaillent sur ça. So ils voient quelqu'un de nouveau qui leur envoie un message, qui les reach vers eux, ils se disent non, je vais pas partager mon gâteau avec toi, je te dois rien. Puis moi honnêtement, comment je le vois ça, c'est que genre ils ont pas ce poids de aider la nouvelle génération. C'est juste ce serait ce serait dope, tu comprends qu'on voit plus de les, les OG qui viennent se mélanger avec les jeunes. Puis comme tu disais, genre l'important c'est qu'il y ait un respect mutuel pour que la liaison se fasse bien. Sauf que des fois la liaison elle elle essaie même pas d'être faite, tu vois ce que je veux dire Elle est pas facilitée. Puis c'est vraiment ça. Elle est ignorée dans le fond. Ignorée ou même elle tente même pas d'être créée, c'est pas ça leur vibe, les, les gars qui sont établis, ils veulent pas faire des trucs avec des nouveaux gars. Ils font leur, ils font leur grind, ils travaillent dans leur truc puis ils continuent. C'est plus ça, ils se mélangent pas trop, je dirais. Donc il pourrait y avoir une certaine fermeture euh, d'esprit de certaines personnes, ça peut arriver. Exactement, yeah. puis comme je disais, je pense pas que c'est d'une mauvaise foi, c'est juste qu'ils sont focus sur quelque chose, donc ils se disent pas je vais aider les jeunes ou quoi que ce soit, ils font leur truc. Yeah. How do you see it, Slim? I agree. I honestly feel like you said it all. Like, I don't think that personally there's ever been anybody who I've reached out to who's older than me or has had more experience in the city that didn't want to help or sit in a studio session or have a session or do any of that. Like, and if they didn't, it was like he said, they were just not, it wasn't the time. Like, they were focused on what they were doing. So I can't, I don't take offense to that. I don't see like, et as they didn't want to do it, they were just on their shit, and I respect that. Parce qu'avant tout, c'est un business, c'est pas les feelings. Tu comprends ce que je veux dire? Des fois, un artiste, il a une sortie, soit il peut pas prendre le temps d'aller au studio avec toi, de parler avec toi. C'est vraiment un vibe de business, vraiment business. Il so, faut pas le prendre mal. Of pas course. Feeling, you know? C'est juste des fois, c'est, ce serait nice de savoir, you know? Like, hey, j'ai vu ton message, but I'm too busy. T'sais, des fois, juste le fait de répondre, it, ça, ça fait juste comme faire un closure, you know? So, Anyways, mais je vous comprends, like, everybody has their bills to pay, so. And, and Jai, on your end, I know uh, you work at uh, the NBS studio, uh, so with a lot of youth, and you have that conversation, I guess, more than often uh, with them. Uh, so uh, do you have some clashes sometimes with people from the younger generation? Me personally, not really, because my mood is about giving everything I have access to. Any knowledge, anybody I know, I'm not worried about them leveling up. You know, like, if you're going to go in and be be on that space, it's your objective. You can be insecure about it. I'm not saying I'm over being insecure as a human being. Like, that's fucking, that's a process. But I mean, like, but the reality of me being in the context with them at that moment, I'm there like, yo, anything I know, I'll share with you. Anything. You know, and if I can physically and mentally do it, I'm down. So for me, it's just like, but put equal into it. Like, don't, I don't want to be the only one doing it. Like, like you got to really come. You got to show up. You have to be committed. You have to be dedicated. And you got to see everything that you're doing there outside of that little box of your vision. It's like, I'm, I'm getting right there. That's that, And when I get there, I'm going to have all this. Nah, bro, it don't work like that. You will have things, but be open when you get there to see what's actually there, yo. Because people get so disappointed, you know what I'm saying? They'd be like, I have these huge plans. Like, when I get there, this is... I remember the first time my music videos got on TV. And at that time, it wasn't like... YouTube was around, but it wasn't like the only source, you know? So you get... I was like, oh, when that comes, we're going to have this. We're going to have that. We're going to have all these other things. And it, none of that came. But instead of just seeing what was there, to choose to see what actually happened... I was too caught up in my disappointment, you know? But it's very different. The way I was mentored, and I got mad love from my mentors that were around beautiful people. Shout out Similac. Shout out Scott C. Um, And they gave what they had access to at the time. But that ceiling is constantly being broken. So people are offering you based on what they know. So if you're like, nah, never before. That's never happened before, so it ain't gonna happen again in their own limitation of that. And then that ceiling breaks, and everyone's like, oh shit, I could do that too. 
So it's just for me, it's just about if you in the state where you really want to give back, forget all this taking opportunities, people blocking other people's like if you really at the end of the day, we should be secure as human beings that we believe in ourselves enough that it don't hurt to see someone else win. And that that brother win, too, or that sister win, too, then you get up, too. It's only when we get in that mentality of like, well, I have no chance, you know, I got no chance unless he down, too. So if we go into that process in that way of just wanting people to win, the information you give them is different. And, and how, how is someone going to be like, oh, you didn't help when you offer everything you have? Be like, well, I didn't tell you that because I didn't know. But hitting someone up on IG, that's, you know, brothers is busy, man. People, things are happening. There's a tons of messages I have that I'm like, I can't do that. I'm working on an album or I'm working with this person's project, even though it's cool, you know. And sometimes I don't respond, sadly, because I'll be responding to, like, 60 youth, like, <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. And still on that idea of comparing the, the two generations together, um, like, are, are there some issues that we can see with the um, latest generation? Like, it could be drugs, it could be uh, also sexuality, it could be anything. How do you see the, the new generation in comparison to the, the older one? Um, do you see things getting better in that sense or worse? Me? Oh, yo, I love the new generation, man. Oh, man. I really do. I feel they come and they dress in certain dude dressing like this, certain person like this. And I, I'd be like, if I pulled up in that during the time that I, like, I started and it was their age, people would be like, nah, you can't even grab the mic. <laughs> Serious. No. And I was like, right? They'd be like, take that right out of your hand. Like, nah, you ain't, you're, you're not gonna do it. So for me, I love it. I love seeing people coming and trying to be different and, and do, you know, do their own thing. And I see them, like, I'm not saying it's perfect, man. There's lots of work. There's tons of drugs. The drugs has changed. The drugs has changed. You know, like we like we may have come up, it was like people selling crack and people doing it. I'm not saying people don't still use these types of drugs, but we talking pills and molly and lean. And, you know, it, it, it's like, you know, what was it? What's the brother say? He said uh, same shit, different drugs. And like, you know, there's always been these certain issues. They just look a little different or they're filmed now, like a brother wilding out and wilding what, out. They're like, oh, I got you forever. Imagine if I was filmed the whole time I was doing reckless things. And, and it's passing it on to all my homies. So in that way, it's changed a lot. Moi, des fois, j'ai l'impression qu'on est passé d'une génération de hustlers à une génération de consommateurs. Des fois, j'ai cette impression-là. Quand je regarde tout ce qu'on voit, justement, dans les vidéoclips, là, c'est comme, on dirait que la nouvelle génération, maintenant, prône certaines choses qu'avant, on n'osait ouais, pas. Je suis d'accord avec toi sur ça. On dirait que moi, je suis de la nouvelle génération, là. Donc, je vais un peu me tirer les bras dans le pied. Mais ouais, c'est ça. Moi, je trouve que ma génération prône trop l'extérieur, prône la drogue, chill, tout ce qui est mauvais. Puis comme il n'y a pas beaucoup d'artistes engagés, c'est ça qui nous manque, je dirais, dans notre génération. Parce que comme back then, les old guys, là, qu'est-ce que moi j'aimais de eux C'est qu'ils parlaient d'un topic, genre qu'ils qu les tenaient à cœur, tu comprends C'est comme tu peux te visualiser avec lui de quoi il parle. Mais maintenant, je ne dirais pas que tous les rappeurs là, de ma génération, ils parlent de, tous des mêmes choses. Mais je trouve que ça passe plus. Ouais. Parce qu'on le voit beaucoup comme c'est filmé. Quand tu regardes les vidéos, c'est comme la drogue, tout est montré vraiment dans la face. Puis aussi, j'ai réalisé que des fois, c'est ce genre de vidéos-là qui pogne aussi. Après ça, tu te poses des questions, tu es comme... Les algorithmes des médias sociaux, ils adorent ça. On dirait que quelque part, il y a une industrie qui encourage ça. Puis je vais peut-être être un peu euh, comme euh, extrême dans le mot que j'ai utilisé, mais dans l'autodestruction là. Yep. Je comprends pourquoi tu dis ça. Je comprends pourquoi tu dis ça parce que disons la jeunesse live, c'est comme ils vendent qu'est-ce qui est pas bon pour toi au lieu de s'encourager ou d'avoir des vibes positifs. Il n'y a que du négatif, j'irai. Puis c'est ça qui marche. C'est triste, mais c'est ça qui marche. Ouais, mais vers où on s'en va, c'est ça la question. Moi, je dirais non plus, il ne faut pas abandonner. Déjà, il faut aller écouter ma mixtape. <rire> allez écouter, <rire> allez écouter, allez écouter. Moi, j'essaie d'être engagé, de ne pas parler de, de trucs négatifs. Mais moi, je pense qu'il y, y aura une vague de nouveaux artistes qui vont, qui vont, qui vont être là et qui vont pouvoir représenter de la bonne manière. C'est juste qu'il y a toujours le bon et le bad side. Même back then, il y avait des gars qui étaient plus dans le hardcore, puis d'autres qui étaient engagés et qui essayaient de lift up leur communauté. C'est à toi de choisir dans quel camp tu veux aller. Ça, moi, yeah, it takes that balance, right? 
I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how do you see that? Uh, that uh, would it be good if there would be too much uh, rappers going in the conscious direction, or do we need that entertainment, that is, that good vibes? See, I don't know if it's entertainment. I feel like a lot of people, at least that I know, be talking about the shit they know. Like, it's it's their life. So it's like, why would they steer away from it? A lot of people try to add that to their raps when that's not really what they be on, and that's weird. But it's like, that's more like they're doing it for the entertainment factor. They want to be relatable to what they perceive to be the hip-hop culture when that's not necessarily it. Like, people are talking about this shit because they went through it, you know what I mean? Or more often than not... And so I feel like as a consumer of the of the culture from any walk of life, you have to be conscious of that. You're also consuming someone's story, whether it's false or whether it's fact, that's up for debate. But you can't be doing stuff just because of what you're listening to. And I feel like that's often another question. It's like, is the music like influencing a new generation of kids and like people to be doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing? Well, yes, but... But it's yeah, it's most I, I feel like I don't know, maybe for the maybe maybe you see like that because like the French side, but like from the English perspective, I I see that on a regular basis. Like people really be doing and selling and, and doing all this shit. Like it's real life for a lot of people here in the States, no matter like it doesn't matter. So I feel like it really depends. It depends on the consumer. Ouais. Puis des fois, on pousse de plus en plus loin. Hein. On dirait plus on atteint un niveau, plus on repousse plus loin. Là, maintenant, dans, avec toute la drill, des fois, tu vas entendre des choses comme lancer euh, de l'acide dans le visage des gens, euh, fumer les cendres, etc. Ça, ça va loin, là, quand même. Hein. Et encore là, il y a des gens qui vont rapper ce qu'ils vivent, mais il y a des gens aussi qui ne le vivent pas. <rire> fait Après ça, c'est comme qui a, euh, who's right, who's wrong. Il y a aussi des gens qui sont actually faking the game. But that's know? the thing. So, it's like the people who are faking it are kind of making it bad for the people who are really living this and just talking their truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's all they really, they really live and they really know. So if you're just doing it because you think that's what's trendy, because you think that's what's going to sell, because you think that's what's going to get you views and plays and all this shit, that's kind of whack. C'est le fait que quand tu es un artiste, tu as quand même une responsabilité. Parce que si tu as une grosse portée, les gens ils vont écouter ce que tu dis. Et puis comme, comme tu as dit, tu vis l'histoire de quelqu'un d'autre. Sauf que tu peux avoir vécu des trucs durs dans ta vie, mais essayer de le sortir que quelqu'un qui l'a vécu, il se reconnaisse, puis ça sort quelque chose de positif. Même si c'était la consommation, même si c'était n'importe quoi. Puis je trouve que les gens, ils s'en foutent maintenant de la responsabilité du fait que ce que tu dis, peut-être quelqu'un de plus jeune que toi va l'écouter. Ou peut-être que les ça gens vont l'écouter. Ça va avoir un impact négatif. Mais là, c'est plus comme le vibe. OK, le vibe du beat est bad, ça, c'est pas grave. Mais les mots, les mots ont une... Comment je pourrais dire ça Ont une grosse portée, tu vois ce que je veux dire Les mots ont un pouvoir. There's a huge power in words. Donc, c'est ça. Là, maintenant, qu'est-ce qu'on se demandait, c'est comment les générations peuvent mieux travailler ensemble aussi. Tu sais, comment on a parlé, justement, d'échanges, comme Jay disait un peu plus tôt. Donc, comment que on peut faire en sorte que... La, la, dans ce que vous faites, parce que c'est vraiment le, le mouvement vous appartient maintenant. Là, Comme euh, les, les gens de ma génération, ils ont mis une base, mais là, maintenant, c'est vraiment pour vous. C'est vous qui avez la visibilité. Vous l'avez poussé plus loin que nous. Donc, qu'est-ce que vous... Ce serait quoi les demandes que vous pourriez faire à des gens de l'ancienne génération que maintenant, ils sont plus établis dans des boards ou qui sont des decision makers? C'est quoi que vous leur demanderiez? What do you want? From us. <laughs> It's not like I have too much to offer, but if you could ask. <laughs> I feel like everyone got something to offer, whether it's just knowledge, it's just talking, it's saying your name in the right room around the right people. It could be a lot of things, whether it goes to putting you in a studio session for the first time as a younger artist who's just trying to figure it out, and that's something that you do very well. You know what I mean? So I feel like it, it depends. Like you could do, you could do a lot of things. Y'all, y'all got the power because y'all did the groundwork, and now there's a lot of people who are following in your footsteps. So, so contacts, for example, just sharing contacts, knowledge. Sharing contacts is a big thing. A lot of people don't know what to do. A lot of people don't have teams, and they don't know how to market their music. They don't know all of the data they got to collect to even put a distribution out there for a, for a, one song. There's a whole bunch of information that you got to collect. Producers' names, where they come from, their ASCAP number, if they're from the States, your SOCAN number, your this, your da-da-da-da-da. Like, all of that information. No one taught me that. Like, I 
had to learn it with the people that I work with. And no one taught them that. We just figured it out, you know what I mean? But it would be nice to have like mentors more readily available around to be able to teach things like that. Good, I just wanna add, you said something very uh, great. Um, saying your name's in the right room and I feel like for a lot of artists, like it could save actually a career because sometimes you don't know who to see for a, produce, uh, for a producer, for music, for a studio. Like some people, they don't even know where to record their music. They're like, which studio do you know? Like a lot of people, they just don't know where to go at all. So I think like seeing the name in the right room, it's like a, a very good step. But des fois, c'est difficile avec toute la saturation. Tu sais, euh, moi, je peux me faire demander des fois, c'est qui ton top five? Quand on me demande ça, là, oublie ça, là, dans ma tête, là, il y a un hamster qui tourne, là, comme il y a au moins 100 noms que je pourrais citer. Puis des fois, tu ne veux pas non plus faire trop de favoritisme et tout ça. Là. Mais c'est un peu difficile des fois. Donc, il y a tellement de gens à que tu pourrais nommer que des fois, tu ne sais pas euh, qui citer là aussi. Là. You know what I mean? It's hard, but you've got to do it. Like, you got to figure out who you're who, who do you think is really worth saying this name to, to this person who could help them get to the right level. You know what I mean? Because there could be a lot of people who are talented musically, but do they have, like, I like to say the whole package. Like, can they actually, can they, like you said before, can they actually push themselves on their own? Are they confident enough to take up that space? Can they, like, speak to people? Can they deal with themselves in, in, in business and in social settings in a proper way? Because that's also a part of the business. When you're, if, if like, like you said, that kid we were talking about in the, in, in the, Sorry, in the room. Sorry, yeah. kid. <laughs> we're not going to say his name, put him on blast like that, but he wants to be famous, right? But maybe he might not know what to do when he's in front of, like, a, one of his favorite producers or whatever say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, and then that person's not going to fuck with you anymore. You know? I tell you, yeah. if he would approach them how he approached me, it wouldn't have worked that well. <laughs> um, but we, I'm trying to live out of love, so, you know, if I'm trying to live from that place through all the toxic shit, <laughs> then, you know, the intention is different. I always be asking the first question, actually, I, I ask is like what are you in it for like what do you want out of this like what do you what do you want out of this you what's want, your purpose you what's your purpose you want if you have purpose man that shit could push you quite far in that and i'm it might not be a purpose that everybody here will agree on but nonetheless it's like yo your vision is starting to form in that direction you have goals you have things so my thing's like well, what are you in it for and then i'll be like well, you know they'll be like what do you mean i'm like you in it for money you in it for clout you love it you need a place to express, you're trying to be, become confident, you know, whatever it may be, you know, in this context. And I'd say, if I do the math, the, the, the people who last the longest, trying to be an artist and who got the farthest, they loved it. The dudes that wanted clout, they quit quick, because it's not easy. Dudes who wanted money, they quit real quick too, because they were like, damn, like I thought I do this one song, all my homies gassed me up. The whole, your neighborhood, you go to your school, especially when you in high school, right? Because you roll the deepest when you in high school. So now all your friends popping about it online and everybody getting excited, like, yo, I'm, I'm ready to blow, I'm ready to blow. That's why that kid came to me and said that, because he played his song to his friends, and his friends are like, yo, you're going to be famous. And when the song is out, all the friends are like... Yeah, they ghost. <laughs> I, I, tell them it's, I tell them it's number it's three. It's always like that. I tell them it's number three. I don't know if this is the same for y'all, though. I'm curious for any of us here. I was like, the first track, first single you drop, your video, all your homies, everybody riding hard. And you're like, oh, yo, this crazy. The second one, half of them disappear. The third one, you're left with what your reality is. And you start seeing that in that context. All right, well, these, this is my real fan base. These are the real people paying attention. Because, like... Non, mais c'est vrai ce que tu dis. Les gens qui yep. me supportent le plus, c'est des inconnus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. C'est vrai, je te dis. Sad, but true. So, comme les gens que, que t'aimes autour de toi, c'est pas qu'ils veulent pas t'aider, c'est juste que toi, t'es dans ton grind, puis comme They tu peux pas compter sur well. eux pour élevate. C'est comme ça que je le vois, for real, for real. For me, I have like a pretty equal amount of people who Less I so. actually know that really, really rock with me for who I am and what I do. And a lot of people that I don't know or people that I met along the way that haven't been friends or people that I know for a long time. So I'm pretty blessed in that way to have that. That's dope. That's dope. Sorry, we jinx. Shout out to y'all. Um, 
it's all good. Um, I just want to add, um, like being an artist, uh, it's a lot of things. There's a lot of people, they're very comfortable, you know, in the studio, like four walls, they record, they, they smash the mic, everything that you want. And like when it's time to perform or actually to talk to people and communicate, there's like, it's, it's kind of block, you know? So I feel like if you really want to like go into that journey, you really have to learn how to be a communicator as well because people are going to come at you after a show. People are going to watch you when you perform. People are going to like actually look at you in the eye. So you have to be ready with all of that attention. And that's what is happening a lot with the, the generation of right now. They want the, the, the money. They want to be famous. They want the light, everything. But it's like as soon as it, it's, it comes, you're going to have to deal with of course haters you're gonna have to deal with people who loves you you're gonna have to deal with the messages the the light the everything so it's just like you you need to consider that it comes with consequences so and i just feel like sometimes people are like yeah yeah i'm gonna make it i'm gonna that track is gonna be hype and next thing you know they're scared they can't even communicate they can't even react or do anything so yeah quelque chose qui est constant pour le succès avec la longévité c'est vraiment le travail fort ça, là, c'est quelque chose qui persiste à travers le temps. Il faut que tu travailles dur si tu veux vraiment durer dans le temps. Puis, tu sais, à travers les différentes raisons pour lesquelles que les gens euh, le font, il y a des gens, oui, qui le font pour l'argent, il y a des gens qui le font pour le cloud, il y a des gens qui le font pour l'impact. J'aimerais ça avoir une petite idée de comment vous voyez les choses par rapport à aujourd'hui, maintenant. Est-ce qu'il y a une majorité de gens qui font ça pour l'impact, le cloud ou l'argent? Du, du, du. Je dirais que c'est beaucoup, euh, beaucoup l'argent et le cloud. Parce qu'on est dans une génération, il y a beaucoup les social media, comme tu disais. Puis les gens, ils veulent être vus de, de toute manière possible. Ceux-ci peuvent faire un son que les gens, ils, ils vibrent avec. Même des fois, ce n'est même pas un bar de musique, c'est plus se faire voir, se faire remarquer. So, moi, je dirais que c'est un views. peu... Exactement. Vues, la règle, yeah. hein. Tout le monde a le spotlight sur toi. Tu vois ce que je veux dire? Les gens aiment euh, ça. Yeah. Admettons, euh, moi, il m'est arrivé à un moment donné une situation où est-ce que je voulais faire business avec quelqu'un pour ma plateforme. Puis euh, c'est ça, je lui parlais de ma plateforme. J'étais vraiment excité. Là. Je lui disais, c'est une plateforme qui fait ça, 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 ça. Et puis il me dit, ouais, mais t'as combien d'abonnés? T'as combien de views? Puis tout ça. Comme, mais c'est la réalité. Et maintenant, ouais. maintenant c'est ça. C'est vraiment ça que les gens regardent en premier. Genre, combien de gens tu peux reach Qui es-tu Qui te connaît Tu traînes avec qui C'est vraiment plus ce vibe-là dans notre génération. Yeah. So, je dirais que les gens le font pour le cloud, mais aussi le facteur d'argent, parce qu'ils voient que les rappeurs qui ont bomb, ils flashent leur argent. Là. So, ils pensent que c'est facile de rentrer dans ça, puis de percer vite et de pouvoir générer des sous. C'est facile de rentrer dans ça, mais c'est difficile de rester actif. Beaucoup de gens le font pour les yeux, mais... Honestly, I always be like, y'all could keep the eyes. I want the hearts. Like, I want, I want people to feel me. Like, I want them to yeah, stay honestly. here for a long time because they know what I'm about. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I do feel like a lot of people want it for the clout and for the money, but that's not going to get you very far. Because when social media dies out, then what? Who are, Who are you at the end of the day? Like, I feel like in regards to that, that's facts. That's the truth, you know? People want, want the attention, they want the money that comes with it, depending on their circumstances and doing it. I mean, the sad part about that is only valuing that shit. So we got people, you know, you, you, how many people you know, y'all know, in their life that are real ill at something, and but only a few people know about it. I was like, my mom's a genius. Like, that's how I feel. But nobody knows other than their family. You get what I'm saying? And it and then all this mental health shit, all that like everyone value. Oh man, only this many people liked it. My my thing is, the, what happened though didn't mean that you, that you were less talented. It just means less people saw it, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like less people saw it. It doesn't define your talent. Just less people seen it. You know, and and I think it's important as you know as y'all as we are, are are you know a part of that community of artists to remind each other and not just people that are artists just in life in general that bro that's not your value is not that you know if you ill you ill like that's what it is it don't matter if one person knows or you know 10,000 what will happen is you might not make a living off of it you know what i'm saying you might not get all these things from it but it don't mean that you have nothing to offer yeah. 
Because then that's the turns into depression, turns into all these things, and we need to like find ways, bro. Because not everybody gonna make it in this way. So we need to remind each other in that process that that don't that doesn't amount to your full value, baby. Just less motherfuckers saw that shit. That's it. There's not enough room for everybody, anyways. So, but that instant gratification will make you really feel like you ain't shit when you could be great. And like people will just not consume it or not take to it or not feel it in that moment. But that doesn't mean nothing that you do will ever amount to anything. You know what I mean? And that was a really good point that you make because I feel like people put a lot of emphasis on social media, like the likes, the views, the this, the that. When, first of all, half of your favorite artists are buying that shit. Let's be real. Like, unless you're like Drake and you have like an authentic 25 million people worldwide fan base most of your favorites are buying their views like it's not it's not even a secret like the ads when you're on youtube and you see an ad for like this person this person what do you think that is that's a view contributing to their, their their video and they paid for it their label contributed that money that's what that's what they're there for so the value is not just in how many people saw you did what you did it's how many people you really touched like for real I just want to add, add real quick. There's some artists that I just see some ads and stuff, and I just click on it, and I listen to the song. And after I I, I check the followers, like they have like a hundred thousand followers, and I, I click on the song, and I'm like, what? You know? So I just know that sometimes it doesn't matter. Like, it's not about the talent anymore. It's basically about you know views, uh, followers, and stuff. It, it's kind of sad. I know for some people it kind of works, but sometimes it's sad when you know that like the artist is like not that good and your friend is in the corner and he's like in the studio every night and it's good and he doesn't have a lot of views or yeah. a, a lot of followers, you know? So. Après, moi, je pense que ça revient à ce que tu disais. À la fin de ça, c'est vraiment la discipline qui est le plus important. Parce que si tu rentres dans ce game-là juste pour faire un peu de musique, te dire que tu vas faire de l'argent et juste pour le cloud, après, tu vas pas rester longtemps. Sauf que si tu es là, puis tu, tu donnes ton cœur dans ça, puis tu veux vraiment toucher des gens, comme tu as dit. Après, au final, si ta musique est bonne, puis que les gens ils aiment ça, tu travailles des années, des années, puis tu vas toucher des gens. So, les gens qui sont là pour les mauvaises raisons dans la musique, ils, ils vont se faire tasser. Moi, je le vois comme ça. Peut-être un sujet un peu plus difficile. Là, maintenant, avec le déconfinement, euh, on l'a vu aussi l'année passée, il y a eu comme une montée ou une remontée de, de la violence aussi euh, en dehors. Puis c'était, c'était beaucoup dans, chez les jeunes, principalement. Euh, puis euh, il y a une question qu'on on se demandait là, justement chez les plus âgés, c'est euh, est-ce qu'on on, on est supposé avoir un rôle par rapport à ça, justement, dans la conversation avec les plus jeunes pour calmer les choses, conscientiser euh, faire, faire comprendre qu'il y a quand même des règles, il y a un code, etc. Puis des fois, on a l'impression qu'on a perdu le contrôle par rapport à ça. Est-ce que vous pensez qu'il euh, y, y a un rôle que, justement, les, les OGs peuvent avoir par rapport à toute cette montée de la violence-là? Moi, personnellement, je pense que non. Vous n'avez pas de rôle parce que, check, comment je le vois, c'est comme, disons, si tu as un enfant, tu lui dis de faire quelque chose, mais tu lui montres quelque chose d'autre. Il va faire ce que tu lui montres, pas ce que tu lui dis, tu comprends? Si certains OG, ils ont eu une vie, qu'ils étaient dans la rue, les plus jeunes qui, qui les ont vus faire, ils vont faire la même chose. Mais même encore là, je dirais que là, la violence est trop prônée, c'est trop normalisé dans, dans le monde en général, que ce soit peu importe à l'international, que maintenant c'est, c'est banal. C'est banal. Ça veut dire que si tu parles à, à ces jeunes-là qui sont comme ça, ils ne vont pas t'écouter. Ils vont pas t'écouter. Donc je ne pense pas que vous, vous avez le poids, les OG, de parler aux jeunes. Sauf que ça serait bien s'il si y a des événements pour sensibiliser. Ça, ça pourrait faire une différence parce qu'on parle des topics. Mais juste parler à un jeune, lui, il va repartir voir ses amis. Si ses amis sont dans le même état d'esprit, il va, il va oublier ce que tu lui as dit directement. Et ça, c'est faucheux. Est-ce que tu penses qu'il y a des trucs qui pourraient être établis pour qu'il y ait une genre de, de, de guide pour les, la jeunesse Honnêtement, si, y a, comme, si vous, vous réunissez les OG et que vous voulez vraiment parler à la jeunesse, là, vous pourriez « reach ». Mais parler à une personne chacun, je pense pas que ça changerait des choses. I think um, I think it's a big issue. It's like that that's heavy. I mean, opportunity, man. Like people need to create opportunities. It don't fall on any like one person's shoulders, but like 
violence and all that that's happened is having because people are like shit like there's an accumulation of things but if you don't have opportunity the choices you make lead you to more violent you know realities because you feel like i ain't got no options so i feel like everybody has to play their part like globally like on in so much respect like to, to it's such a complicated issue do you know that like artists aren't gonna just solve it or like I might be in the studio all day with young people trying to, you know, trying to like guide them or give them hope in a different direction. And they might go out and catch a case. That might be the reality. And and at the beginning, I was I would be fucked up about it. I'd be like, shit, like, you know, what? and then you, you meet with other people. You're trying to figure out, yo, what is it? What could we have done differently in this context? And there's so many, there's societal pressures. There's so many other things going on that you're like, damn, like, we can do what we, we, like, we can only do so much. But I still believe in trying, bro. Because there's our once in a while, bro, there's just that click. Exactly. You, right? you know what I'm saying? Toi, tu vois beaucoup yeah. de jeunes dans yeah. ton travail. So, so I'm like, once... Tu sais like, pas si ce que t'as dit à un jeune ouais. le matin qui est venu te voir puis que lui il était dans une certaine énergie qui allait peut-être faire quelque chose de mal yeah. que juste parce que tu l'as parlé peut-être tu lui as donné de l'espoir. So moi je dirais yeah. que c'est important c'est juste que c'est pas ça qui va forcément changer la vie de tout le monde mais c'est du cas par cas puis c'est bon de tous les jours faire quelque chose de mieux pour aider. Hey. Hey. Sorry um, I just want to add another question because the thing is like with hip hop there's a lot of things that we kind of know you know people are talking about drugs like violence and stuff like that the thing is like why people are talking about it of course people people are living it but it's because it's there it's in front of their eyes so they kind of feel like you know the, the art it's about what they're seeing every day but do you think that there's a way to have a balance between the two because yes hip-hop like there's this that is happening but there's also a lot of positive stuff that are happening so do you think there's a, a balance to bring kind of awareness to the fact that no hip-hop is not only about guns and sex and drugs hip-hop it's also saving lives you know i think life is about balance so i for sure ideally but when people look at what sells and let's even if we leave hip-hop out of it It's usually some pretty. What were we saying before? What was what's the word in French you were saying? A little more hot. Auto destruction. Yeah, yeah, like things. Self destruction. Yeah, it just but more like you know like mobster shit, or gangsters. Like certain things has always really, you know, been popular in this weird. So it's deep rooted to me. Like, I, I without getting too far, me like I find my soul solace in like a spiritual place because it, it becomes that deep in order to, to you know find any kind of balance in anything if you ain't balanced you ain't showing other people balance I, I can't expect someone to come into the studio with a balanced perspective if their environment isn't balanced but we try we you know like this is important to try to push that but like to just it, like be like all right it's just really complex yo it's like It's about like a lot of life changes, a lot of like looking at, you know, this brother, like he my brother, he my brother, like really changing your whole perspective to create that type of a balance. And it, I know it sounds utopic and I'm not on some, it's not about like, I, that's a lot of work. I, I, I almost have a hard time imagining it be the, like out, the outcome, not to be depressing, but for, for it to be that balance, I, I'm like, whew. Even in the fight to try to make that happen, I'm like, boy, but that, that, that's something else. Sorry. So basically, it's like keep keep pushing, pushing, keep pushing it. And some people will find it, and some people will present this. Some people will look for it. You know, right now we're speaking. Everybody here, people are gonna leave with different aspects of it that they may relate to. Other be like, yo, why that dude talking so much? You just shut up. You know, like you could go yeah. through so many different feelings. So. It's super hard because it, we're not like one person, yeah. you know? So coming, especially in these times, like these polarizing times, everything, bam, bam. Like everything's so divided. Like, nah, I hate this dude. Other than the subject at hand, both sides behaving identically, bro. The way they pursuing it. Nah, shut them up. They ain't allowed to say that. Shut them up. You know what I'm saying? But the subject at hand, they may agree on 100 But the behavior in which we try to achieve it is almost identical, man. 
no, no extreme is good. And most of the people are really at the center, but it's just that there are a few people in the extremes, and it's the people at the center that are taking the shots, basically. This is the reality. Euh, maintenant, j'ai une question que j'aurais pour vous. Je pense qu'on approche bientôt de la période de questions. J'imagine que, que vous avez quelques questions, gênez-vous pas. Mais euh, juste avant d'arriver là, j'aimerais ça que chacun de vous, vous, vous nous nommiez euh, peut-être deux personnes qui vous ont inspiré. Euh, ben, en fait, que vous trouvez qui, qui, qui euh, soit de la, la nouvelle génération et, ou euh, de la plus ancienne génération, que vous trouvez qui... qui euh, il représente bien là, en tant que tel. Là. Puis que ce soit localement ou que ce soit internationalement, deux personnes en tant que tel que vous trouvez qui, qui représentent bien. Là, en tant que Et pourquoi? Artiste ou peu importe. Ça, ouais, artiste, how you feel it? For me, um, one of my biggest inspirations is Missy Elliott. I've always really Woo! loved her artistry just because I feel like it doesn't fit in a box and I relate to that like she's very much a tomboy and she shows that side of her as well and that's how she shows her like sexy you know what I mean but she's also a producer she's a dancer she's a vocalist she's a rapper she's she encompasses a lot of like the things that I embody and I feel like that's inspiring to me especially with somebody who's had such a great track record throughout their career um It's, it's very inspiring to me to see somebody like that who's able to be everything like at one time in different ways, you know what I mean? And so that she's one of them for sure. From the new generation, I would say that um, someone that I found myself listening to a lot more recently over this like last year is like Koyla Ray. I really like her because I feel like with social media, Another, the reason why I didn't really participate in that last little bit of this is because I can't really relate to the whole drugs and violence debate, but one thing that I can is like sexuality and how you present your body as a woman and all of this other shit, you know what I mean? And having that outside perception all the time, 24-7, no matter if you're wearing, if I'm wearing this or if I'm wearing a turtleneck or if I'm wearing this, that, the third, everyone's going to have something to say at all Always times. Always there. And I feel like she does a really good job at not giving a fuck, especially in this whole like body modification era, like where people are getting their bodies done and doing all this. And that's all great. I have no problem with all that. I'd be looking to, you know what I mean? It looks great. But I really love the fact that she's just a slim girl who's like herself authentically through and through no matter where or what she's doing. And I really like that her music slaps, like people be making fun of her, but I really love her lyricism. I really love how raw and true she is in everything that she does as well. Um, she's not afraid to be vulnerable either, which I feel like is a lot of the reason why people don't see hip hop as more than just sex, drugs, and all this other shit. A lot of people aren't showing like the emotions because everybody wants to be a gangster. Everybody wants to be hard body. Everybody wants to be this, that, and the third. But Don't act like you don't be crying. Don't act like you don't be having anxiety. Don't act like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so I really, I appreciate them for their respective talents and someone being a lot older and more influential like Missy and someone who's coming up to being very influential and very inspiring to young girls alike. I think it's a good mesh. Donc moi, je dirais, pour la vie génération, Là, tu parles de, des artistes canadiens ou de tout Ça peut être canadien, euh, okay, locaux. Donc, euh, moi, je dirais, c'est un peu cliché comme réponse, mais Tupac, parce qu'il a pu toucher vraiment tout le monde, que ce soit genre, des gens qui sont des gangsters ou des gens qui sont plus monsieur, madame, tout le monde qui vont au bureau. C'est fou. Moi, je trouve que c'est ça qui est bad, pouvoir toucher le plus de personnes possible à travers ce que tu fais. Puis qu'est-ce que je kiffe de Tupac, c'est qu'il était gangster, mais genre, il peut te montrer aussi, comme tu as dit, là, il est vulnérable. Il va te montrer sa partie où... Il a vécu des trucs que toi aussi t'aurais vécu, même si t'as pas la même vie que lui. Donc moi j'ai beaucoup kiffé Tupac, puis dans la nouvelle génération, Bad Bunny je dirais. C'est bizarre à dire, mais moi je l'écoute parce qu'il fait vraiment toutes les vibes différentes. Puis moi j'aime beaucoup genre, écouter des vibes qui sont pas forcément que tout le monde écoute. C'est pas bizarre. It's all good. Je trouve qu'il est vraiment versatile, puis ça c'est un truc que moi j'ai aussi, je fais vraiment de tout. Donc j'aime les artistes qui peuvent sortir de leur zone de confort. Tu vois ce que dope. je veux dire That's dope. Um, I'm gonna avoid local because then you get, you know, I have a lot of people be jealous about. Why are you mentioning so and so? Um, I like Kendrick Lamar. Um, like 
yeah, creatively, talent-wise, choices. Um, and Alice Coltrane. Alice Coltrane, that's before my time. Um, yeah, she, the whole spiritual jazz um, influence that she brought, I think she one of the best composers and musicians. Uh, she didn't get talked about enough. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say her. I'll kind of throw another one in. Nina Simone. Um, yeah, I'm going to stop. There's a, there's a ton. It really depends where I'm going to go. Uh, what's, what's the name of this? She's from Chicago. She's so ill right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, she she had a whole album was like fifty seconds songs was cutting it yeah Tierra Whack yo she be like amazing um yeah anyway there's a bunch any local artists out there that you like guys I mean why not I think everybody up here is pretty fly. Um, but uh, I'm going to say uh, Skyfall, Yamasato. Um, shit, there's so many, man. I'm talking young generation, though. I'm just going to focus in that place. It's um, all good. I'm going to say Yama also. Yeah. Slim, you might have heard of her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, who else? Zach. Zach Zoya's fire. Yeah. Um, help me. Chris the Spirit. Yeah. Nate Husser. Um, uh, let's get some francophone artists that's fire out here, man. Is a good. Yeah. What? Of course. <laughs> I got you. Everybody's going to um, see that. There's a young brother. He's, he goes by Yasuke. You'll hear about him sometime soon. He fire. Um... I mean, that's I like a lot of people, guys. Uh, nah, nah, he ain't short. He bigger than he taller than me. All right, I think uh, everybody said some names. Um, on va passer au Q&A. Ouais, mais avant ça, donnez une main d'applaudissement. Ils ont yeah. bien fait ça. Yeah. Hein? Thanks for coming, guys. Yeah. Ce balado a été produit par le studio Fi en marge de l'exposition de Marvin Clairvaux, Vision Hip Hop QC. Présenté par Hydro-Québec, avec le soutien de la SDC Vieux-Montréal et grâce à l'appui financier du Conseil des arts et des lettres du Québec. Mmh.